Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. I'm Johnny, founder of The Venture Out, the best way to start the morning. Go sign up at theventureout.com. And I'm Bo. Reputation is an idol and most false imposition, oft got without merit and lost without deserving. What does that mean, Bo? Actually, I don't know. Okay, okay, so... Let's break that down. I think yeah. <laughs> I think it's saying that most people who you think are uh, hot crap aren't, and the people that actually are can get drugged down for stupid reasons. Uh, that's that actually sounds like it could be pretty close. Reputation is an idol and most false imposition, right? Off to got without merit and lost without deserving. You may get a reputation without actually doing anything, Kavanaugh. and it could be ruined. <laughs> Without you doing anything. Kavanaugh. <laughs> you want to go, 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 go the up and the down on that one? <laughs> oh, man. He's, a, he's already making waves on the Supreme Court, by the way. He's uh, saying that the government has unlimited ability to detain immigrants no, no matter. Or or, is it, or it's not like if you get detained and then they find you 20 years later that you can still get caught up on the uh, Now you bring that up? Yeah. So you brought that up on the hot? Too hot to handle. I'm trying to temper <laughs> what I'm doing on uh, today's news because it's... Uh, okay. <laughs> well, folks, in case... <laughs> You don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about the Too Hot to Handle Junto show, which you can gain exclusive access to by simply visiting patreon.com slash junto show and tossing a buck or two and helping us do what we love to do. Okay. So that that's the infomercial section of this podcast. <laughs> hey, so today is, what is it, Friday, the October 12th, 2000. And eighteen. Why did <laughs> you, like, you have to look at your phone to look at the year? <laughs> it's not even on the. It's not even on the front screen. Nope. I don't know, man. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be one of those shows, uh, guys. A rough year so far, apparently. Oh, man. All right, and <clears throat> the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show is not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. Still waiting for that to happen. <laughs> I think we get about still I th- waiting. I think we hit about one profound per uh, per episode. Is that right? We do, <laughs> give or take. Okay, so just remember that thought, and at the end of this recording, let's think about what was that profound yeah, thought. If, 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 Actually, if, that's a good idea. Yeah, if nothing happened, we redo the whole thing. Yeah, profound. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, whenever, whenever something you know, good happens. All right. All right. So, <laughs> you guys got anything you want to bring up before we get to kick things off? I'll throw out something real fast. Hey, there it is. Okay. I'm glad I asked. I just booked a last-minute trip, which is very unusual for me because I'm not a spontaneous guy whatsoever. I don't oh. know that that's out of your wheelhouse, but go on. I am going to go hiking in Colorado. Hey, Colorado. And, that's cool. And uh, like the way I usually plan my trips, they're going to be uh, hectic, no time to actually sleep or do anything, and uh, we'll see how this goes. So we fly in Friday morning, spend Friday gearing up, Friday night, camp out of the site, Saturday hike all day. We're doing two 14, 14ers or 14,000 level peaks. That's an eight-mile round trip. Two 14ers, is a, they call that a full R. Kelly. <laughs> ah, carry on. <laughs> 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 oh, Profound. <laughs> so do the hike all day, get back down, camp out again, do another hike in the morning and fly out that Sunday night. So no hotels, no showers, just all the way. No Go hotels, hill. no showers, <laughs> vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so do you officially code this as, quote, vacation? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I would. That sounds. It sounds like a thing I I I'm doing because I lost a bet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, hiking. Well, we could actually explore the idea of hiking in another segment if you want. Of course. I mean, yeah. 
Of course. I will say to the to the people in our audience that haven't really experienced the outdoors so much, because uh, I was a very anti-outdoors kind of guy, an indoor kid, a mm-hmm. video game kid. Uh, well, my friends, I'm going to say drug me along, but they convinced oh, me. Oh, we to, drug you along. Oh, no, no, no. That trip sucks. I'm not talking about that trip. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that trip was fine. Um, when I, when Sorry, I, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie's fine. When we first went uh, skiing and I got on top of a mountain for the first time. And looked out over the the majesty of whatever the thing was, and saw like the snow and the trees. And and you notice you're the only black person up there. Uh, there might have been one or two more. They had, uh, you know, a lot of gear on. Yep. <laughs> I was trying to see somebody like uh, a <laughs> snowboarding with swag. <laughs> I was like, that's moving his hips too much for <laughs> for this uh, black diamond. But uh, it was it was one of the most beautiful, breathtaking, uh, awe inspiring moments of my uh, of my life. So so everybody out there. Uh, Go skiing <laughs> while you're young. All right. So uh, that's all right. Johnny, congratulations on your trip. Hope you have fun. And uh, we're going to get things started here with our first segment, Hot Take News. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. All right. So uh, first thing we got here is that uh, this study came out maybe about a week ago or whatever. There's a new study says that global warming is worse than we thought, and we have about 12 years to make drastic changes before the Earth, Earth boils us alive. So uh Boils us alive. Is that the actual thing? For nah, that's thing? I had that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Scientifically proven. <laughs> but uh, they think they said that like uh, we're on a faster pace to meet the like 1.2 degree Celsius um, turning point. point. Yeah. Yeah. To to where things become like much harder to reverse and uh, and the drastic changes come faster than we think. So I said, to you guys, do you think that given this news that the I guess the United States and or the world separate them are going to even attempt to make mm, strong changes to kind of stave off this thing, or are we basically just barreling towards the climate apocalypse, whatever it is? I, I, so that's a rhetorical question. It yes. is because nobody's going to do anything. That news is not going to change oh. anything. Yeah. It's going to require. Well, that's totally that would be new. the answer. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah. that's, that's the answer. I think it's going to require a, like all new leadership all around the world, almost before we actually take this stuff seriously. I did see that uh, even the the countries that are still in the Paris Climate Accord mm-hmm. are some are not meeting their goals. So, so my, my prediction is we're going to blow past that one point two degrees change, and it'll get to a point where, yes, global climate is irrevocably going to change. Yeah, <laughs> Earth. Yeah, That's but, pretty close. But luckily, I think our technology advancements will get us closer to living on other places mm. as well. So, another planet? Mm-hmm. That ain't the answer. Mm-hmm. We're, if that's what you're relying on, we're no, dead. no, I'm not relying on that. That's going to save uh, the human uh, species, but that's not going to save all the humans. I would much rather, okay, given the choice between saving the human race and the Earth, I say save the Earth. Uh, well, I don't think you can do anything. The Earth will be fine. <laughs> you know. Well, well, Earth is Earth. Even yeah. though it raises 1.2 degrees, life as we know it will change, other life will come into play. Yeah, I think that. I mean, there have been other mass extinction events that. Well, then again, it could turn to Venus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, I don't we, know if it could turn to Venus. Yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, in certain. I mean, the, the scientists haven't said this. This is me speculating. Okay. I think that we could. I think we could. Uh, was it was a nuclear winter the Earth into a different enough climate worldwide from what it is now that you could basically consider it a different planet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or that. or whatever it is. Um, also, I mean, low key, it's going on in the background. But I read this book called like the Fifth Extinction, and they said that um we're losing like a couple thousand species of animals every day. 
that are just going extinct and nobody's really talking about it. Mm. And like um, the extinction level event that's kind of just happening due to industrialization and then like yeah. the, the the low level climate stuff that's already happening is just like going on in the background and whole speeches are dying off. And, and that that piece of it was a bit mind blowing for me when I was watching a uh, new Degrass Tyson host that uh, the Universe series a few Cosmos? years ago. Cosmos, the Cosmos, yeah, Cosmos. yeah, something big. Um, and he was talking about that whole fifth extension, uh, extinction or fourth extinction, how it's happened throughout time on Earth, right? That we've had these major periods of mass extinctions. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, it, uh, Earth has survived, life has survived, and across these extinction periods, maybe humans won't survive, but life will survive. Yeah, well, I think it, it's pretty it, clear that, uh, you know, that either life will come back in a very similar way, yeah. like crabs or something like that. Crab people. Yeah. Crab people. No. <laughs> Crab people. Crab man. Crab man. <laughs> Lobster man. Lobster man. Even better. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like d- delicious. It's Colin Farrell, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Okay, let's see. Um, oh, here's, here's a good one. Uh, the Pentagon is pushing to program soldiers' brains. So today in Skynet is coming news. The military wants to wants super soldiers to program robots with their thoughts. Well, that's different than programming soldiers. Are you talking about like robot soldiers or like mine? Like, um, what? What's the Manchurian Candidate kind of thing? Uh, I thought it was Manchurian Candidate at first, and that's why I saved it. Then, as I was reading it, I was like, "Oh, they're they're going to." So, like, they want to create a what's called the neural interface. Yeah. <laughs> where uh, instead of like it does a learning computer, <laughs> instead of like a joystick or like a whatever yeah. to control a uh, the, the robot soldier in the field, they're going to have it connected directly to your brain. So- it's like telepathy for robots. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Telerobotics. Telerobotics. Hey. Yep. That is the thing. Oh, I was going to say we should coin that. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, DARPA's working on this technology, and they have been for, you know, decades or whatever. And they're selling it to people as kind of like a way, oh, we can get paralyzed people to be able to have some movement, or you'll be able to type 100 words mm-hmm. a minute using your brain oh. instead of your fingers. So what happens when this technology is out there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And we can hack their... Um, their operating system. So, so let's say there's a person out there with uh, mechanical limbs, yeah. and I've hacked their body. Now I'm forcing them to move against their wills. Yeah, that, that yeah. is that would be what happens. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'd be funny if there's like a thousand American robots like lined up against uh, like ten North Korean troops or whatever, and then there's like one North Korean hacker that just turns them all around, and, and then they head right back into the barracks. And I'm like, oh, we lost that war. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> that's that possibly could happen. Yeah. Um, so a thing uh, deep in the story. It was like the DARPA and the government is working on this technology. But then also, there's a life sciences division of uh, Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google, that's working with the British pharmaceutical conglomerate, GlaxoSmithKline, uh, to do some uh, neural technology. Galvania Electronics are bringing neural modulation devices to mark, market. So Lance just said a bunch of words. I don't know what it means. Basically, every big company, <laughs> Facebook, uh, Facebook, Amazon, Google, they're all working on this type of stuff, too. So probably in our lifetime, there will be... Like the consumer version of it will probably be out to where you're, you're typing with your with your mind, and then you know whenever the next war starts, See, you'll, you'll find out that it's in the in the field. So when I hear articles or stories like that, this is a reminder of why I am no Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, because I feel like if I was running some gigantic company like that and I got a proposal saying, "Hey, let's uh, work on this uh, technology to do telerobotics where people can pro- you know program robots," like what's wrong with you people? We do Amazon Prime. We do sh- you know, shopping, or you know, yeah. like the the breadth and scope of these mega companies are just so wide. And to visualize how it all changed humanity on that level is just 
I, don't, yeah. I think that's like it's a like small features. chunk of their stuff, though. Yeah, I think they've got like their, their day-to-day stuff where they've got 90% of their engineers like figuring out how to sell you crap. And then, and then he's got enough money to where he's like hires a bunch of scientists to go, hey, uh, go go make new stuff. Yeah. R&D department. So I'm not, And I'm not sure that, you know, it sounds like that Alphabet is the one who's developing um, mind control robots, right? <laughs> and I don't think that's really the case. I think it's like... DARPA and GlaxoSmithKline are building mind control robots, robots, and they're like, we don't know what to do with all this data. We can't manipulate it. Mm-hmm. And guess who is really good at manipulating a lot of data? Alphabet. And so they call up Alphabet and they're like, hey, we have all this data and we don't know what to do with it. You already have artificial intelligence that that hmm. you know says, okay, go from point A to point B and kind of can do it very fast. How can we use that technology to help us get to our goal a lot quicker? So, yeah. that's the reason. so what the article said is like... Uh, the engineers and scientists they go work for DARPA and develop this technology yeah. and then when it's time to cash in they go work for Alphabet or Google or whatever the, the company is and then like uh, was it head up their AI and like neural network departments and then that's kind of the cycle that goes it's like you learn the crap in DARPA and then yeah. take it to private industry and make a bunch of money you know it, but it does kind of you know you kind of think about it uh, so the last great um, menacing uh super killer device was the atomic bomb right so that was like this nightmarish creation that came out of the world war ii mm-hmm. and the and physics and stuff like that you know i wonder if there already is or if we don't even know about it another atomic bomb metaphor or or uh kind of thing that's being developed right now i, I can see it that we don't even sure. know about it i think i saw a thing where it was like a we're developing some type of bug that will have an infectious disease in it, and they were just going to be able to unleash um, hordes of them uh, in populations where we're trying to, you know, kill people. Yeah, so it's called mosquitoes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and they're already there. <laughs> they're killing the Asians. Oh, I was thinking Africa. It's funny how our brains work. I was like, yeah, Johnny, like, yeah look, at, look at Johnny talking about the mosquito crisis in Africa. He's like Asia. I'm like, oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> well, they're everywhere, though, right? So. Yeah, they're killing everybody. Mosquitoes are uh, bad for business. Okay, let's see. How much time we at, Bo? Uh, we're at. Uh, it's time for you to get a watch time. <laughs> get out of here. Okay, it's. Uh, we're thirteen minutes. Okay, that's a uh, time. Okay, so let's see. A uh, couple things are going on. Oh, uh, they did a study that said um, uh, it's better to be rich than gifted. Economics and genomics are colliding in new research uh, using one new genome-based measure. So they looked at your genetics or whatever. They said uh, the children. From, um, what was it? Like the potential, like general academic potential or whatever, like brain mm-hmm. power. Yep. It's more or less equally dispersed among rich and poor. Okay, good news, right? right. But, then it's, but then it says that um, even given that the actual brain power is equally dispersed among rich and poor, uh, the least gifted children of high-income parents graduate from college at higher rates than the most gifted children of low-income parents. That makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, it says, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, sad though. Only about 24% of people born to low-income fathers with the high brain potential graduate from college. Mm. And 63% uh, of people with similar genetic scores with high-income fathers graduate from college. So it's like a 40% difference. And it said uh, even 27% of those who have the least genetic potential uh, graduate from college, which is about the same rate as – it's even higher than the rate of the most potential people right there. So it's like if you're dumb – but have uh, money, then you'll graduate from a good college. And they call that the George W. Bush effect. Okay. Now, I will say that I don't know if I really like the premise of that that, that article. And it's, it's not, a, it's not a, a bad article you selected, but 
I think it does highlight the fact that, you know, I think now you, you'll kind of look online and you'll go to 23andMe, you'll have um, Ancestry.com and you'll look at all these genetic things and you'll look at these genetic markers to maybe, you know, figure out what's, you know, where you are in life and maybe you're projected um, where you possibly can go. Oh, yeah. well, I, yep. this is the thing. And so I'm this saying plus that, CRISPR. Yeah. So I, so I guess the, the, the point is, I don't, I think that story illustrates the fact that your genetics really don't, um, what is it? Shine a light on what your potential future could be. Mm, I think it does. I think it does. It could, it, it could. I mean, it could. Okay. So like if you're, if you have John Hodgkin's disease, yeah, obviously no, no, genetics no. are important. So but, it's, it's like, so one that could tell, um, the high so okay so get so twenty four percent of poor high brain power people still graduated college, which means that seventy six percent didn't. So if you can spot your kid as one of the high brain power people from the from the get go, then mm-hmm. you know that they have a, a three to one chance. Or, one one to three. <laughs> <those> bitches. <laughs> <laughs> well, of doing better than than like a a, a lower brain power kid because you like you you know you're poor, but you don't know if your kid's got the brain power or not. So like knowing that, well, I don't know. You know, you know which kid to put the <laughs> to put to uh, focus on the lesson so, for. Okay. So what I took out of that story was what a waste of uh, talent mm-hmm. that's out there, right? So this reminds me, of course, of another Star Trek Next Generation episode. <laughs> oh. uh, Rattle them off. Titled the Masterpiece Society. Even no names. <laughs> oh yeah. So what happens is they go visit this uh, civilization, and they have the technology to identify. Hey, per your genetics, you would make a great. Whatever leader, or you make a great artist, you make a great diplomat, you make a great security person. Yeah. Oh, Futurama right? did that. That yeah. sounds like a classic uh, sci-fi premise. So the yeah, so it's a classic premise, and the debate, more debate, I, I guess, is like in doing so. Yes, you maximize people's talents, but then do you take away the mystery of life, the gift of life, the surprises in life, and uh, do you um, uh, limit yourself in terms of like the unknown factors, what could happen with something like that? So. Is, do do you, do you two guys fall on one side or the other of that spectrum? Where it's like, because I really hate to waste that. Like, imagine there's another Albert Einstein out there, but mm-hmm. just didn't get the the you know. It could be one at this table. Yeah, could, could be, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, could be. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> no, who knows? Uh, so two things. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of wasted potential in the in the ghettos and barrios and. Uh, what was it? Rust Rust Belt towns, barrios, in of, the, slums. Of the United States, the, uh, the, the slums, the coal, the coal mines. Is that immigrant? That's immigrant thing, right? Barrios. That's a immigrant farmers, Latin ghetto. Okay, is what how I'm using it. I don't know if that's right. Okay, <laughs> not that you made me question it. Uh, so that's bad. But okay, so you bring up an interesting point, Johnny. I think mm, sight sight unseen, not thinking about it too hard, that I would be in favor of uh, no, not genetic testing, but like. Doing the test and then kind of not not forcing you to do the job that you test best for, but definitely like guiding people towards the thing that they're best for. And that's what happens. You get identified as a child before you even know anything, and you get guided towards this profession. Or this can you change discipline. if you want to? Let's say you can, but you're already guided towards it. It's it's almost like religion to a degree. That's a yeah. good thing. That 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 is a good thing. I I am saying that is good. What do you guys think? I think that's bad. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, because it takes away free will. Right? No, 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 not free will. Uh, you can still change it. It limits it. I'd say yeah. it limits it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay, so here, here's where I'm coming from with this. And 
Yeah. Um, I was told my whole life to be an engineer. Everybody's like, okay, you're good at math and science. Go be an engineer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. They took away your free will. Well, it worked out for me because I, I like my job just yeah. fine. Okay. I'm, I'm fairly successful. You've been brainwashed. Uh, okay, so and here's the kind of point, right? I know a, I know a bunch of people from college that got like two or three years in, had they had picked their major and then they were just chugging along with their major, and then they graduated and, and like worked in their job and then hated it and then and then just like now they're kind of like, what am I doing in my life? Not as established in life as somebody who you know picked the right career, and I think that I just got lucky that I picked a career that was like one a decent career and then and then good for me personally, mm-hmm. and it's. Like you could do some stuff to make it to to make the right choice, but if you made the wrong choice in your degree and you spent your thirty thousand dollars like everybody else, but then you just like not suited for your job, I have some sympathy for those people that kind of just like didn't get lucky. I think yeah. I got lucky. It's not like I, I I did everything right to become the job that I was suited for. So so um, see see you two you guys can guess this. I'm thinking of somebody mm-hmm. that can we say the person's name or yeah yeah yeah. Okay. So think I'm thinking of somebody that's exists in this world okay. that actually has undergone this where that person was told from almost yeah. birth this is what you're going to do and then they gear, gear that person their whole life to, to become that thing any guesses uh it's our friend in chicago no oh really oh his his story is that story oh okay he was an engineer and now he's an animator oh no i'm saying like this person was told from birth practically mm-hmm. that hey this is going to be your job your your um, purpose in life and that person was groomed all the way oh, in their life and yeah. then eventually became that person a Parsons right Obama the Dalai Lama oh <laughs> did you really expect us to get Dalai yeah, Lama yeah the Dalai oh, Lama I thought we knew this person oh I was just saying okay the well, Dalai we Lama I know him through his works oh yes, of course yeah. <laughs> like there's a whole like generations and generations of this in practice that the golden child somehow it has worked yeah I know that's a good movie <laughs> yeah yeah anyways it works well, does it, well, I mean, but if the Dalai Lama hated being Dalai Lama, I feel like he wouldn't tell us. Well, so happen because meditation teaches them detached from it. Yeah. So I, I do. I, I did, another thing it. I want to say about that is, um, Hold on, is the Dalai Lama an official religious person? Like, what is his thing? Is he the leader of something? He's a leader of the Buddhists. Yeah. Oh, he's like the the Pope of Buddhism. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Well, you know, in uh, South America, in the mountains, they um, they make little toys of animals, mm-hmm. and they give them to the children. And they're little Dalai Lamas. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the the Dalai Lama. I, I just I'm working on the dad jokes. <laughs> the, the, the Dalai Lama actually recently was in New York City, and he mm-hmm. went to a uh, to a hot dog vendor and asked the hot dog vendor to make him one with everything. <laughs> uh, and the hot dog vendor was like, "Hey, I'm walking in. <laughs> Look at this guy in the room. Hey, what are uh, you doing? All right, uh, what were we talking about?" <laughs> And that's how I take news. <laughs> no. Oh no! So it was okay. Okay, so Johnny, do you support? <laughs> Are we still on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, okay, I, rem- I remember the topic. Do you support <laughs> guiding people to enter their career uh, I, from young age? I think I would lean towards that way, actually. Yeah. yeah. So I, I hate to see things wasted like that. Yeah, because because like my friends who are like smart people, and then they kind of just like. One, they changed degree. Half of them changed majors halfway through college, and then that cost them a bunch of money, and then it, you know screwed, oh. screwed them up. And then half of them like graduated, and then just hated their career. And now they're like service okay. industry. So, so, so let me fine. go and give those. Let me go and give the spoiler for the ending of that episode. So what happened was, everybody in the society is geared to do what they do. There's an asteroid coming by that will uh, cause earthquakes and just ruin the entire city. And the technology to save it was in Jordy's visor, right? Ah. 
And Jordy's visor had that technology, but he's blind. And that technology only developed because they need it for blind people. So he was like, hey, look at that irony, you know? The technology that saved you all is something that you all wouldn't even think about or invent because you guys don't have blind people. You guys have manipulated genetics such that you don't have uh, handicapped or disabled people. Hmm. That's interesting. I saw there was a, uh, in, in like one of these CRISPR things that I was watching, uh, it was like there was a, like a little person. And so like the, uh, the thing was like, you know, with CRISPR and genetic modification, we can get rid of all these diseases and all these syndromes and whatever. And then the little person was like, I like being a little person. Mm-hmm. I don't want my people to be eliminated genetically. Like, what's that about? And I was like, man, that's a, that's an interesting thing. And I, like, and I don't know where the line is between like, like, are we all cool with, we're all cool with clearing, uh, curing sickle cell and like uh cancer or whatever. But then like, I guess blindness for cool with curing. And then, like, uh, short people, uh, like, tall. Like, where do you tall? draw that line? Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know where the line is exactly. Yeah. You know? Well, buttholes. I can't wait to have, like, four arms, and I'm like, <laughs> Goro from Mortal Kombat. Man, I can't wait for Goro <laughs> arms. <laughs> and then, like, a sweet ponytail. <laughs> yeah. And then I just go, <laughs> jump 10 feet in the air. Yep. <laughs> and I have, like, two hoof toes. I don't want yeah. the toes. I just want the arms. Yeah, I don't okay, four, four arms, but three fingers. So yeah. are you still more 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 uh, pliable? <laughs> as long as the opposable thumb. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't type on the keyboard very fast. <laughs> I just need giant keys. They'll, they'll make Goro keyboards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're typing with your mind by then. Yeah. yeah I, so, so I, I whipped my ponytail <laughs> for the escape. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Yeah. All right. I think that's uh, that's enough of that nonsense. Kanye West is crazy, and yeah, God bless, God bless him. Uh, and Taylor Swift is uh, now my best friend, and I hate Kanye West. Uh, college era Lance has no idea what's going on with the world <laughs> and his musical alliances. I like that. I like how the world just flipped over. It's like a it's like a pancake. You know, you sound like that basketball player who thinks Earth flat. Oh. <laughs> okay. and and that's the hot take news for all of us here at News Center Four. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Hey, welcome back to the Hunto Show. I'm Bo, and I have a riddle for you. Guys. <laughs> so I'm starting to get into riddles. <laughs> um, they're at the ripe old age. At the ripe old age. Um, I was I was talking to a coworker, and she was she was telling me how her middle school age children love riddles now. And I said, you know what? I used to like riddles. And so I got a I got an app that's basically it just gives you riddles, and you just try to solve them. And one of the riddles, good ones though, or are they like a well? So I'll tell you one. You okay, tell me okay. if you think it's any good. All right. Um. Uh, so if I have a B in my hand. What is in my eye? Dun, 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 dun. I mean, well, okay. So, what do what do you when you hear that? Do you, does anything come to mind? I suck at riddles, so I oh. I always think you're trying to fool me and well, think of something that is. I'm not the way I'm thinking. So, it means yeah, B, it's exactly that's exactly I think the beauty of riddles. I actually. hate to do that. Just be B, literal. B Tell me what you're talking. in your hand. A B. So I'm thinking the no, letter B. B. I'm thinking no, of the yeah, letter okay. B. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it's spelled B E E. Okay, B in your hand. Yeah. What's in your eye? Yeah, G. and and a, so a G, and so Big. that's, <laughs> and so that's uh that's and I think the reason I like riddles is because it forces you to think differently than you normally would. Like I think when we think we we kind of, I think um, at least me I try to aspire to a more linear thought process. Wait, you want to be linear? Well, so I don't know if I want to be linear, but I think that that's the way that uh, if you were to. Um, 
uh, think about a very rational person, right? The way they reason about things. Mm-hmm. They reason about things in a very linear fashion. Yeah, right? yeah re- reasoning purposes, yes. Yeah, for reasoning. So what I like about riddles is it forces you to kind of um, either completely break your linearity or come up with a new way of thinking of something, right? Okay. So the answer to the riddle... Yeah, okay, last chance, Johnny. Don't know why you look at me for. I just like that <laughs> riddle. Is beauty... Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, <laughs> yes, that's it's in the eye funny. of the beholder. Yeah, the beholder. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, I like that. Johnny jumped right on it. I, as soon as the answer was uh, told, to him. <laughs> you made well. It was made apparent what the question really was asking. If the lead, if the listeners could actually see my face, they would see a very disgusted face I'm making right now. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, so I thought it was kind of cute. So I, you know, it's I, a good one. You can tell your your wife or your significant other. Be like, if you get a bee in your hand, what's in what's in my eye? I, that's terrible. It, uh, close, yeah, close, close, close. You're already married, so you're good. Yeah, you've already done the work. And then you say beauty, because and then you stare her deep in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> similar, similarly related. I've taken to doing crossword puzzles recently okay. and i love them huh. i do like crossword puzzles yeah i do too i find that yeah. i think crossword puzzles are really hard man i so like i'm doing the the easy <laughs> ones right and i'm like okay it's not bad there may be like a uh like a 30 30 by 30 square or whatever yep. you know with black black dots in between so i was like okay it's pretty good you know i did like eight of them so then i was like i'll step it up to the old uh new york times medium no <laughs> no <laughs> got my i haven't got my ass whipped that bad since like middle school <laughs> <laughs> is that an app you're using it's the New York Times uh, app. Is it free? Yeah. It's free for like seven days, mm. and then I, it depends. There if, are if pretty good crossword ones out there, actually. If it's uh, yeah, uh, I'm when it depending on what the cost is, I'll I will either if it's like a dollar a what? month, you you don't pay for the crosswords. There's so many free crosswords out there; they yeah. have to be. That's where all your money's going. <laughs> it's, it's going somewhere. <laughs> all right, so, so Johnny, we're at, we're in your segment here. Uh, what what you got for us? You know what? That's right. <laughs> First officer, Bo, science officer, Lance, reporting. Reporting. <laughs> Come enter the captain's radio room. First link cues music. First speech censured, the first thought forbidden, the first freedom denied. Change is all irrevocable. No one should feel obligated to join this mission. I believe that I can do more. Hasn't that been the problem all along? You've never been willing to do what's necessary to attain it. all right all right so today's topic i want to bring to you two okay is this new technique i learned oh yeah in meditation oh meditation yeah yeah, yeah. no (laughs) dude i'm not disclosing my secrets to you okay i need to hold into whatever secrets i have for those um so as you all know i am on this uh, continuous streak of meditation i am on day 320 something i didn't know that did you know that i didn't know that was that's pretty good how how long a day is is your minimum? Uh, three minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As with most things in my life. <laughs> <laughs> three minutes. <laughs> three minutes is all it takes, my friend, to properly use the technique. <laughs> 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 all right. You say you're single now, Johnny? Wait a second. This is starting to tears. <laughs> no. Lance, please cut that all out. Uh, <laughs> I was kidding. Okay. All right, so I'm on 320. Uh, this meditation uh, streak I'm on, I'm documenting uh, revelations and insights I've had throughout the year 
I'll be publishing this article at the end of the year whenever I'm done with it. Okay? There you go. So that was my shameless plug. But the tool is something called uh, visualization, right? So while you're meditating, so just picture yourself, eyes closed, doing that thing. And all visualization is is really whatever we want you to think about, whether it's like, hey, visualize blue skies are out there, right? And then all of a sudden you feel a little more peace and calm, right? Okay. Um, so this recent um, type of visualization uh, technique is how to enhance your relationships. Okay, so the way this one goes is you're sitting, eyes closed, visualizing that a wave of light washes over you, right, where you feel a sense of peace, okay? But that's not the tricky part. The tricky part is now visualize somebody you know, and in the early steps of this thing is visualize somebody that's close to you that you don't have a beef with, basically, and just so you two know, I visualized you two okay. in my techniques uh, before. Yeah. So it would I didn't go, know you liked uh, Bono that much. <laughs> okay, take me a second. <laughs> no, no, okay, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll have to cut out those dad jokes. Uh. No, 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 it's great. It's great. <laughs> Be yourself, Bo. I was going to use Bo as an example, but I'll use Lance B. now. Okay. <laughs> B. So I visualized Lance. Um sitting someplace and my uh, visualization I, I visualize me and you at a coffee shop okay that, right? that happens here and there and then I visualize a wave of happiness washing over you Lance right and I'm watching you become happier and happier to the point that I've never seen you this happy before right yeah. what is the happiest you've seen me then I'm just curious you've known um, me for 12 years give or take probably after you get a girl's number <laughs> I'm just kidding no <laughs> <laughs> And you probably have to get. I'm, so the thing that Johnny won't say is that I uh, I hide my emotions pretty pretty heavily there. So you probably yeah. I'd be I'd be surprised if you really did have a good example, which is kind of sad. But, but the thing is, maybe a birthday. But the thing is, I can easily visualize it because yeah. I've known you for so long. Yeah. And in the, the act of seeing you so happy makes me happy. Hey, there you go. Right? You're welcome. So five dollars. Yeah. PayPal. But, but then it gets more difficult. So that's the first like five ten days of visualization. The next five ten days is picture somebody you just don't know, somebody you just encounter like the. Publix grocery bagger yeah. or is the person you walk by the post office. Somebody you just don't know anything about, right? You're indifferent to. I would think that's actually thing. easier. Would that? I would think that'd be easier to think of them happy, right? No, no, because no, you, you, Johnny's seen me happy, so it's more yeah. like he's like kind of just remembering me happy. Yeah. And, and plus, I want you to be happy. Yeah. You, know, these, you two are my close friends. Okay. Plus my subordinates while we're in the cafeteria room. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. <laughs> First among equals. <laughs> yeah. And then the the difficult part comes in at the end of the series where you now you're visualizing somebody you do have a beef with, somebody you struggle with, somebody that you have a hard time interacting with, uh-huh. and you have to visualize them being as happy as possible, the wave of happiness washing over them. And then um, in doing this technique, you know, you gain more empathy for just your fellow person. I got plenty of empathy. That guy can yeah. eat it. <laughs> <laughs> what if he's happy at your failure? Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. You had me up until rooting for my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's meditation. <laughs> so the, the question I was going to pose to you guys, though, because that thing had a bit of an impact on me. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys deal with, like, difficult people? I guess we kind of had a, you know. Uh, well, how do I deal with difficult people? Yeah. Like, as little as possible <laughs> is, is the answer. I mean, like, like, let's I don't. Avoiding the situation. If you cannot avoid that person. Right? So avoidance is your technique. Um, probably yeah. I don't think I'm gonna change this person. Like you're not gonna change anybody for real. And I just that too. 
should I? For for sure, that is what I do. I think. Yeah. I think I'm fine saying that. Uh, now, is it the thing I should be doing? Mm, I don't know. I, like I don't. So there was. I think MLK or somebody said that it's probably wasn't MLK. Um, not everything that is addressed can be solved, but nothing can be solved that isn't addressed. I'm like, okay, I believe that's true. Yeah. But I also think that you know, uh, the beef I got with this guy, us talking about it ain't gonna fix it. So I just. Uh, He's, he is who he is. I am who I am. And uh, he, he can cook and I can cook. And I'll just limit my interactions with him. That's the easiest way to do it. Otherwise, I'm going to end up fighting somebody. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'd say the, the first, my first coping strategy in dealing with a difficult person is avoidance, right? So, you know, but in my life, you know, I kind of rationalize be like, you know, I can live my life without this person. In. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. So, so I just say, you're not in my life, <laughs> you know, and I just kind of like I do the Jedi mind trick and I walk away, you know. Now, 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 depending on what the problem is, if it's but if I have to deal with that person, I always do it very poorly. I am so bad at that, you know. Why? Oh, why do you say that? Well, because because I say something, uh, right, and and it's more of me in like difficult situations, right? And I'll say something, and then you know, I'll 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 say how I feel at that moment. Which is, you know, like it's, you know, like you said something, it hurt my feelings. And so my immediate action is kind of be defensive and to say something that hurts your feelings or something like that. Oh, tit for tat. Tit for tat, you know. and Eye for an eye. Eye for an eye. But, Hammurabi rules. But, but I just kind of, I just, I'll just say something and then I'll be like, and then I'll think about it later. And I'll be like, why? That's not even like, that was unproductive what I said. It didn't, it didn't do anything. And now I've just kind of made whatever relationship even worse and so i sit back and i i think about the things that i say and i I never say the right thing you know at that moment you know and and so i go back and i try to do be a little bit more introspective and and say like why did i why did i feel that way at that moment um because at the time whenever you know i'm i'm dealing with a difficult person and you know usually it's kind of an emotional thing they say something and i go you know i don't like the way i feel when you say that or, or the way you act you know, I don't have the presence of mind to stop and think about it and say, you know, maybe it's not really, you know, completely directed the way I'm 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 reading it or something like that. You know, any examples by chance? Ooh, yeah. uh, let's see. Because I really cannot ever visualize you saying something negative or angry about something. <laughs> oh, like I can see it. Yeah. Okay. You can so see it. He, well, I he, can't see it. Yeah. The I story can. of when he met Ali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that was a roundabout way of hitting on people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Okay. So. I'll um I'll, I'll delve back into my past. Something that I've I last said week. Uh, no not last week. This was <laughs> I think I was nineteen or something like that. So it was a long long time ago. And I kind of think about this still. Sometimes I'm like, why why oh, did I talk about this? Good. It's gonna be good. Well, I don't know if it's gonna be all that good. Um, so I had a roommate, right? And I had one. I had two roommates. I had one roommate who I had met when I was like sixteen, and we were good friends. And I had another roommate who was like one of my best friends. I grew up with since middle school. Oh wow! Right, and they both were terrible roommates. They were they were stealing like my laundry detergent and all this kind of stuff. And my roommate that I had known since sixth grade, he hadn't paid me rent in like three months or Ooh. something. Yeah. So, but but I was like, you know, I didn't know what to do. They're they're my good friends and kind of stuff. And uh, and my roommate that I'd met when I was. Uh, like 16 or 17 um he he had confronted me about it he because i was like hey you know i need you to pay rent i need you to do this stuff 
and he was he was like, well, you know, this other guy is not doing it. And you were know, you trying to get extra rent out of the other guy? No, I was just trying other? to get I was just trying to get regular rent. I was he's like, why, why should I pay rent if, uh, if the other guy is paying rent? Yeah, and so like I kind of got angry, and I started. Um, he used to he used to meet these girls on uh, uh, what is it called? Second Life. Yeah, not Second Life. But he, it was like the Sims. it was it was something on the internet before, and it was always these girls that were kind of disgusting. He'd always he'd always describe these girls as like uh, weightlifting weightlifter body types or something, you know. And so I had made a comment. I was like, "Well, you're always bringing in these these girls that are like, and oh man." And then I think about it today, and I'm just like, "Why the heck would I say something so mean and cruel like that?" Yeah. Everybody's got different tastes. Yeah, and so that's and so now on reflection, that's the kind of thing you think about. You you say something like, you know, you are right. You know, I should go talk to this guy, but that doesn't mean you don't owe me rent. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't still do these right. things. Um, instead of me being like, now I feel like I have to defend my lack of action against this other guy. You know, so I, I think in moments like that, <laughs> we get severe tunnel vision. Yeah, I know, and you know? I get it really like, bad. And it's I, just like. Whoop, hones in on something you can't even think straight whatsoever and all you can go to is whatever that default thing is you know mm-hmm. hmm. Interesting. okay okay so i, I want to amend my earlier statement i think if if uh, I, I use my powers of perception and i say to myself can't will discussion or confrontation make this situation better or worse and if it will make it better then i will proceed if it will make it worse or stay the same i will probably decline to address it so and I think I feel pretty confident in my ability to suss out which is which. How how long or how much how many instances does it take? I guess to because I feel like we always usually give people the benefit of the doubt. We always assume that pause. Not me. Hey, okay, well the answer to that question is <laughs> zero from Lance. Oh, not zero, but I don't. I definitely don't always give people the benefit of the doubt. That's not a thing I'm set up to do. Really? Yeah, I don't even think that's a good idea. We talk about this all the time. This is a problem I have with you. <laughs> not like a problem. But, but hey, I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt there, though, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> See? And I'm going to come at you next week with the same <laughs> Yeah. No, but what was your point? Uh, we You should give the people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, ex- exactly. I, I wonder how long that erodes before we just give up and say, you know what? That person is a bad person. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been in my experience. It's very rare that happens. Yeah. That there are truly bad people out there to do bad things to you. More often than not, they just have different priorities, yeah, or your exactly. priorities aren't their priority. Different value sets. Yeah, it's not like they're trying to harm you, which is different than what I'm doing inadvertently harms you, which is also bad. I'm not saying that's not good. I mean, not, not saying that's good. There's way too much of that going on there. And and I'm getting to the point where I am less and less willing to accept people are being harmed as a result of what I'm doing, but it's not my intention. Therefore, it's fine. I am. I'm done with that. It's, it's totally not fine. First of all, let me be clear on that. But I think there is a distinction to be made where, and, and the hope being, if it does get brought to their eyes and say, "Hey, you didn't realize this, but what you're doing is hurting me," and they still don't change their ways, then yes, now you're now labeled into like maybe the bad category. What if right. a reasonably intelligent person should be able to infer on their own that the thing that they're doing or supporting is hurting other people, and they still go for it? Do you? I think that falls in the bucket of, hey, I know I'm aware of what I'm doing and it's causing you harm and I'm going to keep doing it. That goes towards the bad category. Okay. I think yeah, as soon as that happens, as soon as they realize that, yes, I agree with you. Okay. I think that I, my baseline for the percentage of people that that is versus yours is very different. I think so. Yes. I think so. I, and that's actually, 
don't quote me on this here, but I think that's one of the core tenets of meditation to a degree where it's uh, that constant detachment and giving people the benefit of the doubt and having this empathy. Not saying that you just let them run all over you. Obviously, you make a stand, you do something about it. Um, but it's always a constant, hey, I care about you regardless of what you've done to me. Mm, is that meditation? I thought meditation was like Maybe internal. Maybe there's more Buddhist or something. Yeah, meditation is like an internal but, thing, right? I don't know that meditation, yeah. the goal of meditation is to, well, to get played. I think that's what yeah. you achieve, though. And, and I don't know, maybe this is me thinking uh, this this may not be correct, but for you to meditate properly, you have to uh, be of a certain lucidity in your mind, right? You, you can't have thoughts that are blocking uh, your meditative goals, right? And if you have animosity or anger with someone, then that is a uh, a millstone on your ability to uh, control your thoughts, right? In meditation. <laughs> Does that make sense? Is that kind of what you're getting at? No, I think you can. I think you can be a meditation master, yeah, and still hate everybody. <laughs> anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's like an oxymoron right there. Okay, um, hateitation. Yes, my uh, my uh, my my mantra is like mm, kill the racists. Mm. <laughs> That's too harsh. Mm, I don't like the races. I'm going to edit this to go with the other parties. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Any, any other uh, final thoughts there, guys? Okay, I guess not. Good, good job, guys. Good job. <laughs> I, all right. <laughs> I think that's it. All right. See you in the next clip. Right. Transfer of data is complete. Oh, welcome back to the Thunder Show. I'm Bo. I'm Johnny. And I am giving you a taste of a fine wine. It has multiple notes to it. That sounds very uh, eloquent. Who said that? Uh, the late 21st century philosopher Kanye West. Oh, oh, you mean Yeezy? <laughs> oh, yeah, very late, all right. Y- Yandi is his new thing. Yandi, oh. <laughs> he went from being Yeezus to being Yandi. He's going... Here he, you go, Johnny. He's going to take every major religious figure, and he's going to put a Y in front of it. Yes. So, Jesus, Gandhi, and he's going to be Yohamed. <laughs> Yuda? Yuda? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, going to be funny. Yeah, that, that, that Yohamed is going to take the hat off for that one. All right. So, we're going to get into our world-famous pop culture segment. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah. All right. What do you guys, uh, what do you guys got? For, uh, for pop culture this week. Uh, well, so I have been uh, got a new uh, audiobook. Ooh, yeah. So I got uh, the art of thinking clearly. Ooh. Ooh. I like that one. There you go, Johnny. That's right up your alley. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, and so I, I actually probably would recommend it to you, Johnny. Um, so I don't know if you. What are you trying to say? Well, <laughs> I don't know if it you like. So I've only I'm about halfway through the book, and I don't think more clearly. Um, <laughs> But I will say uh, it does. Uh, there's a, it's it's a very um, right to the point book, and I and I do appreciate that about the author, and it's uh it's it's well written and uh, it's, some parts are actually pretty funny. Give us some good uh, practical tips, man. <laughs> practical tips. Oh man, uh, my mind went blank as soon as you said that. But it went clear. It went clear. It, it works. It, it works just like that. Just like that. <laughs> um, but there is uh. One of the things I, I I do like about the book is it kind of it kind of jumps into a topic but doesn't go real deep. But there are some topics that I would like to actually go a little deeper in. And one of the topics was uh, that no matter how rational you think that you are as a person, you don't make decisions rationally. You make decisions based on emotion. Yeah, they uh, yeah. the Nobel Prize in economics went to a, a guy that basically proved that a couple years back. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like a, in economics, they have this thing called, like, I forget what he's called, but like, a, they, they assume humans act rationally. Like, oh, if we lower insurance premiums, then you will buy insurance. That is an economic fact because it's better for you. But it's like in real life, people don't do that because, like, I don't know, they don't like Obama, so they don't like Obamacare. So, like, there's a lot of other stuff yeah. besides pure rational economic thinking that goes into it. And then apparently this guy was like, humans act like humans. And they were like, Nobel Prize. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, and and according, and there was another thing uh, in the book, and I don't remember the exact uh, topic it was talking about, but it was along those lines where um, there was a, uh, the Norway was, what they were doing is, uh, they were taking in other people's trash, essentially. I think they were going to take in other people's trash. And uh, they uh, they asked all the, the Swedish people or whoever, uh, whichever Nordic country this was, uh, do you want to, uh, you know, take in other people's trash? Y'all have such a good recycling system that y'all could, you know, uh, have a little bit more capacity. And so uh, through either, you know, uh, pride in their own country pride in, in the work they do and just uh, I guess being uh, good citizens I guess they were like yeah we'll take it and so like 70% of the people were like yeah we'll do it as soon as then they came back and they said you know what what if we gave you $6,000 per person to take this extra garbage essentially from the rest of Europe and now they went, instead of 70% approval it went down to 20% approval yeah how was that about well, it's because the the only motivation, like money, isn't the only motivation in life. It's not the only motivation. <laughs> yeah, so. But I, I'm shocked that the numbers would go down, though. Yeah. Like name the thing where like I'm willing to do it, but then if you want to pay me to do it, then I'm less willing to do it. Uh, right. Donating blood. That thing does not exist. Donating blood is like that. No, I mean for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So th- there's like that's one of the reasons probably why when you donate blood, you don't get paid for it, right? Because what they want is they want people who are altruistic. To give blood or not crack it, yeah, because <laughs> you know that's because whenever they they pay money for to get the blood, they usually get the uh, clientele who need the money, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. That want that good uh, middle class blood. Yeah, to clean it. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say, uh, the art of thinking clearly. Uh, it's a good book. I would recommend it. It's in the style of if you've ever read uh, Sun Tzu's Art of War, or um, there's I think Milton Friedman put out a garbage. You lost me. Oh. <laughs> I hate that guy. Well, so uh, he because he was it was like a 1940s um, uh, economics professor, right? And he put out a book of like economic fallacies or something like that. So, um, uh, if you like those style of books, uh, the article stop Milton listening. Pretty good. <laughs> Milton Freeman. <laughs> Milton Freeman. I don't. It might not have been Milton Freeman. So, yeah. the, there's an interesting an, an, an here and there. Okay, so for me. Uh, I am reading. I just uh, I caught back up with the Black Science um, series of comic books, and uh, so I got started when I was a uh, as I often do when I'm trying to find a new uh, podcast or book or something. I type in Black into the, <laughs> the search bar and see what I get. And I saw Black Science, and I was like, oh, "It's going to be about some type of black scientist," which it wasn't, but uh, it's still really good though. It's a uh, this guy discovers like a multidimensional technology, and then he screws up everything. I might have talked about this already. But um, it's a it's a good uh, series. Uh, he's actually kind of like the the actual genius guy that develops the the dimensional transporter. He's um a bit of a butthole, like one of these super genius guys who uh he like screws up his family and then he's going around ruining the universes, but then trying to to make good by it. But he's really not helping. And the, the writing's pretty good and the art's pretty good. And uh, I'm up to like issue thirty of those right now. Wow. 
and uh, and then I'm going is to the uh, DC Marvel. Dark it might Course. be like Image. I want to say it's Image. like Image Comics or something like that. It's, it's available on a uh, Hoopla through our local library. Hmm. Uh, and uh, let me see. And oh, I saw that Ryan Coogler just signed on to write and direct Black Panther Two. I know. Uh, Boom bye. I'm hoping that he uh, got a big paycheck off that because uh, he deserves it and he's awesome. All right. Uh, what do you got, Johnny? I, uh, speaking, uh, segueing off of your Marvel news, I just saw an article saying how Scarlett Johansson in her standalone Black Widow movie would be scoring a payday of, anybody want to guess? Fifteen. Fifteen million dollars. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's about right. And which is on par to what, uh, Chris Evans and, uh, Chris Helmworth got for their third outing as their characters. Good. But Robert Downey Jr., okay, so, since we're talking about it, Robert Downey Jr. somehow gets like fifty million for those movies, and I'm like, he's not doing that much of the lifting in the Avengers movies. To my, he's not doing three times as much as Captain America. He started it all, and he scored a good contract deal. Yeah, what his, are you gonna do? His, yeah, no, his agent's good, but I'm just yeah. like, yeah. I mean, he, the character's great. He's great, but he ain't three times as good as Captain America. Like, no, well, he's. Uh, I predict we will not be seeing uh, Robert Downey anymore after this next Avengers movie. That's oh, my prediction. Him well, and Captain America toast. I think uh, most of our big hitters. and uh, One, um, freaking Don Cheadle looked 80 in that last movie. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> looked old. Robert, Robert Downey's getting up there, too. So, like, <laughs> unless they're going to put the uh, the old um, Youngafire CGI on him. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time for him to hang it up. Uh, but kudos to your good work, guys. You guys are legends. All right. Let's segue off of that to other comic book movies. Venom. Ugh. So brutal. Was that good? No, no. Terrible. And it's all right. It was Tom Hardy did a great job. No. Everything else about the movie is blah. It's not terrible. I mean, I don't want to poo-poo it that much, but it is definitely not good. Like okay. it, it's a step above terrible. So, um, I, I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, in the reviews of you know movies, and we kind of watch it and we say good, bad, right? Uh, if you kind of think about it, like how many people worked on that movie? A lot. A lot of people. Several hundred. Maybe yeah. 500 people. And the last thing we want to do is offend people with our <laughs> you know, nonchalant comments about these movies. Yeah. So I'm thinking like if 500 people worked on something very hard for over years, for over like yes. two or three years, right? And we watch it and then we say, blah, garbage. Mm-hmm. I, I crap better than that. Um, or my turds have more character than what was on there. <laughs> um, is that... Um, <laughs> Is is my poops have more plot twists? Yeah, goodness! I had, I went to Chipotle a, and a, that was that's a, a, a plop twist. Plop twist. <laughs> so, so that was terrible. Over, but it just kept on going. Yeah. Well, so I didn't know if if, if is, I, okay. So this has happened to me. Yeah. Uh, I, is that fair for us to do? Uh, or is that like yes? Yeah. It's yeah. fair okay. but mean. Like yeah. I think I should think, we do it? Should no, we? I, should no. we say something like um, that movie? Um, though it was quality made, was not of my taste. Or, yeah, I, no, know, no, no. I, I think we are in a society yeah. where uh, we talk freely about our media and, and pop culture or whatever. And I think if a book is, if you don't like a book, you can say it, and regardless of how many years the author put into it. And and for certain movies, well, I guess I shouldn't say this because this has literally happened to me where like I hated, I hated on something really, really hard, and then it got back to somebody who worked on it, and then it was a thing. And I felt bad about it. I like, I legit felt bad that um. I had hurt somebody's feelings, you know, even though like, I feel like I was accurate in my assessment, Yeah. but I learned in that, that time. Doesn't sound like a, <laughs> that doesn't sound like an apology. Uh, well, two, both things can be right. Like I, I feel like yes. what I said about the movie, I did feel and it, and it wasn't to my taste, but 
I felt bad that I had hurt somebody's feelings yeah. at the same time too. I think both things are true. Sure. So I, I think in the context of what we're doing, if we say it's bad, I think if we can back it up with some substance, yeah. I think that's that's totally cool. I think that's our free opinion to make out there, you know? Okay. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean, so you could say, oh, this movie wasn't good, but it's, I'm not, I'm not, and then everybody that worked on it did a, uh, should have just stayed home with their family instead of sacrificing their time to make this garbage. Like, oh, right. Well, yeah. she say it's that. bad. I mean, that's... shouldn't say that. Okay. Bad is bad, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, this, is, this ain't the best episode of the Tunto Show. Either. If you worked on, <laughs> <laughs> if you worked on the movie Venom, uh, you wasted your life for the last year. Man. You, you know, know what I'd love to see? <laughs> I would love to see the official Venom Twitter account put out. That last Junto show episode was, <laughs> was horrible. <laughs> That's funny, yeah, because it's in my bio on Twitter, or whatever. So, like, if I hate yeah. on something, I'd be I'd crack up if, like, some if I hated on some movie, and then like Sony Pictures at Sony Pictures like listen to an episode. It was like, oh yeah, you think you're hot stuff? Uh, woke uh, with jokes? Do you think that's clever? <laughs> <laughs> official Sony account. And I'd be like, well, at least I didn't get hacked by North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Venom, the old Venom, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, audience, and uh, and See, I thought this would be right up your alley, man. <laughs> Read the scores. Okay, so it's a thirty percent critics, eighty nine percent audience. Right up your alley, man. That is like got Lance written all over that. I saw those scores. I was like, ooh, Lance is gonna love this movie. Mm, I, so Venom is actually one of my favorite characters in all of pop culture. I, I love his character design. It, it, if you grew up in the '90s, you have no choice but to like Venom. Yeah, right. And, and yeah. also, like, I love Spider Man. And then it's no secret that if you take a thing and then make it black, I will like it more. <laughs> so, yeah. so like Venom is like Black Spider Man. Uh, so, so I, I mean, I like his design. Uh, and so he looked good in the movie. I'll give him, I'll give him that much. But uh, the writing was not the best, and uh, yeah, they really strayed away from the character. I think. Yeah. So, same weekend, I saw A Star is Born. Yeah. Ooh, I'm very curious. I'm, I'm a big uh, Lady Gaga fan. So. And indeed, A Star was Born. Did Lady you already Gaga. talk about this last week? Do we know? Well, I think Lady I Gaga, she's already a star, though, right? So. Oh, well, not a, not a, well, she's been acting and stuff, but I think they're saying she's a legit. Okay, so do you think she's a legit Oscar, Oscar contender for this? It was good. It was really good. Yep. Wow, I think what so. can't she do? I think so. I'd like to find out. <laughs> So Which is a weird request. Yep. <laughs> what does it actually look like? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me also throw out there, I saw a um, documentary that is now streaming on Netflix called The Mountain, narrated by Willem Dafoe. Is it about uh, Cersei's uh, <laughs> guardian? <laughs> guardian. Yep. It's just him um, uh, talking poetically, mm. waning and waxing about uh, mountains and how humanity has looked at these mountains and how we started exploring them and turn them into like attractions and so forth so but the footage in it is amazing the oh. footage is really fantastic guys yeah. no, th- I, this is good because I, I did two minutes earlier in the show about how majestic the mountains are and how much i personally enjoyed them yeah. when, yep. I, when so i go t- check it out i mean i was watching it by myself very lonely in my own <laughs> <laughs> living room anyways um <laughs> brighten up kevin <laughs> <laughs> don't cry on the mic <laughs> i was working out with the timmy <laughs> And squeeze, <laughs> uh, but there's like legitimate moments where they're showing some footage of some extreme stuff people were doing on these mountains, and I'm like, I just laughed out loud. I was like, that is completely ridiculous what oh. these people are doing. Like, like, were they like dressed up as clowns and doing <laughs> somersaults? Well, they they do have uh, the, the people that put on the full body uh, uh, yeah. onesies and then, uh, snowboard and stuff. I've seen I saw a dragon and a couple other things and a Pikachu when, I, when we were skiing. <laughs> Like um, some some stuff we've probably been familiar with, like snowboarders or skiers, okay. on the very top of a mountain, and you get dropped off, and down they go. 
They're surviving the whole gigantic falls and snowboarding. They they showed some um, what are those people called with uh, they're like flying squirrels with that suit oh, thing on uh, wingsuits. Yeah, the wingsuits. Wingsuits, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like they're going like super fast, whipping through, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like this mountain with a with a tiny hole in it. Yeah, and they like zip through that hole. I'm like, wow, that is like gutsy. One one foot to the left, one foot to the right, and smack into the mountain. There you go. Yeah, I've seen those videos. That's ridiculous. Here's a the smack into the... Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, what I watched that? I don't know. I no. But uh, no, I've seen the people in the wingsuits fly. There was a guy a couple years ago that had like a, a jet propeller mm. on his wingsuit, and he was basically flying. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful documentary. Check it out. Yeah. Great or, he, or he was falling so slowly that uh, he was able to maintain his airborne status for yeah. several minutes. So I do want to say, are, is a documentary about mountains... Um, is that a? I don't want to say. Is that lazy? No. Okay. Oh, it was beautifully put together, yeah. though, man. Once you see this thing, because I'm trying to think of like, yeah, I, I, a I'm documentary sure. about grass. I mean, I, and you can make you can make grass pretty yeah. interesting, I guess. But yeah. I mean, everything can be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I guess if you look at even something, Mebo, <laughs> <laughs> like a, make a documentary about you. Yeah. You could. Yeah. You could. I, I I'm actually in favor of the regular ass guy biography and regular ass guy. Uh, like an uh, interview or whatever. Not, I mean, I, I come across them here and there, but I, I, I listen to like regular people stuff and I'm like, okay, this is an interesting mm-hmm. thing. Like a, like the mattress salesman. There's a, the, the Tom and Dan, another podcast that me and Bo like. Yep. They do a segment where they do a weird job Wednesday and then people will call in and talk about their, their weird, but they're really just like regular jobs. And there was a guy who's, <laughs> who his job is that he is a mattress salesman yep. and somewhere along the line, the guy who owns the mattress company decided that the thing to do was to, have high school kids have fundraisers to sell mattresses and he kicks back 10% to the school and then all the parents buy mattresses and that's easier than like I don't know actually trying to sell mattresses <laughs> okay well I guess that is here this morning, huh? <laughs> is that by mattress firm it, it, no that's why they're going out of business <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing I'll throw out there I'm excited to resume the Norseman Ah, I did see season two. Season two is available, streaming and on Netflix. I, 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 I saw I, this. Is it, is it comedy? So we've talked about yeah, this in the past. Of. Bo discovered this, turned me on to it, and I loved it. So this yeah. is basically <laughs> Viking era people, it's like, but it's like all comedy. It's yep. like them. What, what's the example you use? Oh, uh, the rowboat. Yeah, Remember the that? rowboat. Uh, it was like um, the, I, they were arguing about whose seat was whose on the rowboat. It's kind of like so British comedy, right? British nice. comedy, but for Vikings. Uh, would I, would I like it? it? Would I like it? Oh, man, so, so, I don't so, think so. so all right, uh, you might. The, yeah. the preview that uh, that was streaming showed how you know, the uh, Viking guy and the Viking girl is sitting on a log, and the Viking guy is looking out, and she's like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just thinking some big, big thoughts, you know? And she's like, oh, you think about like our purpose in life or what's out there in, you know, in the universe? And he's like, no, I'm just looking at that mountain. It's It's big. It's a really big mountain. You guys are really selling us. <laughs> I really feel like I'm missing out. <laughs> well, well, I, I maybe that say, wasn't the best. Maybe yeah. that wasn't the best. So I, I'll say Norseman. Um, I think it it is one of the best uh, shows, or at least that that came out that year, definitely. Uh, and I really, hopefully, I will hopefully get a chance to watch the second season. Okay, I'm going to watch it. I'll report back for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. You, it's not one of those shows going to be blown away, but it was a. It's an extremely nice find. Well, yeah. like, so I like Flight of the Concords, but I don't like Monty Python. Okay. It's so, more Flight of the Concords than Monty Python. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'll watch it. I'll watch one. Okay. Uh, what else you guys got? 
I got one more thing. I'm trying to find the name of this horrible movie I saw on Netflix. Uh, Iron Fist oh, season three is out, or, or Daredevil? Daredevil season three is coming out soon, I think. Maybe What's I know Iron, uh, Iron Fist season two has been out for a while. Didn't they release the third season of one of those? No? It might be uh, Daredevil's coming soon, though. Maybe they released a trailer for it or something. Okay. Sorry. Um, uh, Ernie, you know the actor Jeffrey Wright? Yeah, I love the guy. Yeah, he's the guy from Westworld. Um, ah, and he's the guy that gets paid to almost not act. The nerve. How dare you? He <laughs> goes and he gives 110% every time, Bo. You know, it is what are you talking weird. about? I love this guy. Well, okay, so I he's like him. He's a good him. actor. Andy, well, Andy's woke on Twitter. Yeah, but <laughs> but I, I say, when you watch him, every role he plays, he plays um, the, like, uh, I don't know. He <laughs> is a very Domo. demure actor. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, he's in this uh, Netflix uh, movie called Hold the Dark. Ah, it looked very intriguing, you know. He he gets a phone call or a letter um, from this lady up in Alaska, I believe, about how her uh, son got killed by the wolves, and uh, he is a wolf expert. So she calls him up to investigate, and he gets up there. To yeah, he can't the, play anything but an expert in something. <laughs> he can't. He can't. He's been typecast as smart. <laughs> the bastard. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's not a bad thing, but like you'll never see him like if. If someone um, wrongs him or something like that, you'll never see him go. Nah. I can you see know, him. I can playing see like a uh, yeah. like a, a kingpin of some type of uh, organization, which is an expert of a sort. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen anything yeah. romantic. No romantic stuff. Yeah. Well, that's a uh, Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it's bad it. movie. <laughs> Darn you, Netflix! You got me again. Wait, Jeffrey Wright was in a bad movie. The, the Hold the Dark was bad. What does Netflix say your oh. like rating for this movie is? Did it say it would be good? Oh no! It's, it gives you that percentage match yeah, on top, it, right? Do we know what that means? I don't. Do what, what was your percentage? I'm I, assuming I didn't even know this was a thing. It's not in my Netflix um, app on my TV. For example, uh, I just clicked on Black. I, I brought up uh, Netflix to download Norseman. So uh, now I'm bringing up Black Panther, and it says that it is a. Well, it said Norseman is a 98 percent match for me. Okay, so we'll see about that. And I'm trying to bring up Black Panther, but it won't. Won't pop up. Uh, it's too late because I watched the movie and I gave it a thumbs down. <laughs> oh, so it won't give me a percentage anymore. Hater. <laughs> hey, any, any of you guys watch um that Netflix thing with uh uh Jonah Hill, the maniac? maniac? Yeah, a maniac. No, I, I do want to see it because I do like Jonah Hill stuff. It doesn't even look interesting. Everybody say it. I, I heard it's got a rumbling on the ground. Yeah, and it's got an old girl in it too. You like old girl? Yeah, I like old girl, but. All right, what else you got? You guys uh, got anything else? Um, nope, that's good for me, man. Bo? Uh, I am pop-cultured out. <sighs> I can talk about uh, Little Baby Bum. Actually, we can talk about some of that stuff. Baby Bum? Little Baby Bum. So is that I, a show? It is. It is, it is. If you have a child, nope. um, you will, um, if you have a child under two years old, you will know uh, the show Little Baby Bum. It's a um, UK, it's a small UK production. Um on YouTube and it's migrated over to Netflix. And one of the things that is that bothers me about this uh, little baby bum, and it's kind of a really minor thing. There's one song in there about how they teach the kids what animals' noises or what noises animals make, right? And uh, what noise does an elephant make? No, okay. that's a whale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, show us, Bo. Well, it, it's Pawu. 
Pau. Yeah, the elephant goes Pau. I don't know about that. I have Pau. Yeah, P A W O O. The elephant goes Pau. Pau, Pau, Pau. I mean, it's like a dog goes bad. wolf. A duck goes quack. But Pau, I don't, I don't get that one. Say yeah. a dog goes wolf. Well, what do you say, dog goes? Well, like if it, I mean, like if it's got rabies, it go woo, oh wolf. I just said wolf. Like a dog turns into a wolf. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no, no, what? Well, I never pronounced the L anyway. Wolf, wolf. wolf. Um, I will. I Thank ha- you, Bo. I have wolf. heard that. So okay, so uh, duck duck goes quack. Wolf. Oh, sorry. <laughs> quack. Um, a chicken goes cluck. Right. So I've heard that in um, uh, in other languages. They have different. The barnyard sounds aren't the same. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Like so, like that cat goes meow in Japan and stuff like that. It goes meow. <laughs> yeah, instead of meow, it goes meow. Like, but it's like every animal is like meow. Oh, Japan. I was like in China, it's like the the, the duck goes meow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the cat goes meow. <laughs> the whale goes meow. <laughs> yeah, you better go meow too if you know it's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was interesting. I was like, I feel like one. I don't. I think the animals probably actually sound the same. But like the just the the verbal palette in different places just in, it comes out differently for kids. I don't know. What a great episode! Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thanks for listening so much for to another fantastic episode of the Junto Show. We're so happy to have you, our loyal listeners. Uh, so please leave us a five star review on iTunes or whatever platform you reach this on. Uh, let us know your thoughts about the show at show at juntoshow dot com or at Junto Show Pod J U N T O S H O W P O D on Twitter, uh, and do all of those good things like that, and we will really appreciate it. Also, please make sure that if you are interested in hearing some more of our antics and uncensored content, that you will go to patreon dot com slash Junto Show. All right. So until next time, I am Lance. I am Johnny. Die, but we'll hear you when we hear you.